1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Brand and I together today are going to wrap on uh, some questions, some listener questions. Shout out to our man, Logan. Uh, you know, he uh, not only got us a, uh, some questions answered, but got us an extensive list of questions answers. So we're going to answer some of them, Logan, right now. Yeah,
0: Logan, uh, I, I printed out a copy of your pute bag that you wrote all these questions on. It's yeah. right in front of me. Yeah, I know. So,
1: <laughs> on, hey, on an airplane, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. We right appreciate it, for- it, man. And, and Logan's going to be... I am be- not that productive yeah. on airplanes, man. I just Jeez. can't get stuff done. I'm, I'm the kind of person that buys the internet and gets to work um, but uh, no Logan's gonna be an awesome PT he's finishing up uh, school right now down uh, uh, and he's gonna be down in Alabama practicing uh, down there in Mobile I believe and so he's if you're in that area nice. you know you got somebody to go see so big shout out to Logan for that and his future wife now is gonna go to PT school too so shout out from Morgan Congrats. to Morgan for Congrats getting Morgan. To PT schools too so yeah. uh, happy for them but we got a couple great questions so um, you know he sent us a long list we're gonna answer a few of them that kind of relate a little bit to each other so um, Brandon you want to kind of throw the First one out
0: there? Yeah, well, so we're going to be basically addressing parties for new grads, six months to two years of practicing, and then see if we can leverage that into talking about imposter syndrome because he had a couple of bullet points about that, which I think are great topics that yeah. we haven't really talked much about. I think we have mentioned it maybe time to time. We've been doing this for a few years yeah. now, but before we get to that, though, we've had some pretty cool stuff at the clinic recently, right? I know, uh, we, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you. Uh, you recently had a couple um, big time baseball so, players yeah, come, right?
1: Dude, it's been it's been so much fun. Uh, I'm i miss being in that world. Um, I'm enjoying it as a a player in our men's league, too, which is Mm -hmm. super fun. You know, still actually trying to play. My body doesn't like me the first few days every week but uh, after Sunday games, but so much fun. But it's been great having um, some high-level baseball guys in here as patients and also just helping out a few of the other ones when they've needed to throw bullpens and things like that, too. Um, It's been fun, man. These guys are, are, you know, know, ex-big leaguers trying to make it back to the show or high levels of the minor leagues. and. Man, they, they got some good stuff and I am sitting there just glad I'm not hitting off of them right there. Yeah. So you so you suited up. Oh right. gotta put the gear on, yeah. Oh man. Gear on. gear on, full on. Dust it all from the college days. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know. Thankfully it still gets some use on the weekends right now, so yeah. I wasn't completely coming off the shelf. Um, but you know, our 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 men's league games, you don't quite see that <laughs> <right>. level <laughs> pitching, so it definitely was a little bit of a, a wake up call, a little bit of adjustment, had to uh had to really actually focus. But it's so much fun, man.
0: So what so uh what, what's that like? catching from an MLB guy compared to your your adult league on the weekends, <laughs> yeah, at Great Park, at Great Park, at
1: Great Park, man. Um, the, let's say there's a there's a little bit of velocity difference. Number one, um, so obviously these guys are throwing harder now than they ever have, you know, and and uh, so some of our guys can can run it up pretty run it up there pretty high. Uh, mm-hmm. So when that first number's nine, it's a little different than most of what we see in the uh, in the in the men's league. Uh, but then also to the the amount of movement on everything, nothing is is straight, you know, so. So any kind of fastball or, you know, whether they're they're even there you know, a lot of them are throwing, you know, either two-seamer sinker kind of stuff to the arm side, but, you know, a couple of these guys have some harder, like, almost cutter-type things going on, too, that, that, that the, the things move so much, and mm-hmm. then their off-speed stuff is is pretty electric, like, really, really hard sliders and things like that, so mm-hmm. it's, it's fun, um, you know, it's stuff that, uh, you know, even when I was playing in college, you know, we didn't always see that kind of level of stuff, right, being right. a mid-major team, you know, we would go play, you know, we played Clemson midweek or something, you might see a little bit of it, or go see, you know, playing a or something like that. That. you get you get a taste of it but you know imagine seeing that stuff every day and like mm-hmm. dude i would i would be lucky to hit a like seeing a ground ball like here and there and get a bloop single here and there uh, there's there's always levels of this stuff man dude, it's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. It's not, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. but it's just so much fun i appreciate them of course trusting us with, with their care um i think having a baseball background helps you know mm-hmm, for sure uh, i think they appreciate that um i'm gonna try to start putting out some more baseball big, big dudes too yeah. how tall are they Oh, a few of them are six, four, five, six—you know that kind of stuff, six-six kind of stuff. That it's, it's—it's that average. Yeah, Is that I, average for an MLB? I honestly, don't even know anymore. Yep. Uh, you still get some shorter guys, some yep. five eleven, six foot guys that can really, you know, leverage their bodies well and still throw pretty hard. Yeah, uh, I feel like you're you see a little bit more height there nowadays, mm-hmm. but. Um, You see, that's the cool thing about baseball is you know baseball players come in all shapes and sizes. You know, not just pitchers, but every position. You're for every you know six three, six four lanky shortstop. You're also gonna get the you know short guy. The Reds' first round pick is a shortstop out of UCLA last year, and he's five ten, right? Mm -hmm. So you're that's the one cool thing about baseball is there is such a wide range of body types. Yeah. But man, it's been fun. I'm gonna try to put out more baseball content on social media. I'm gonna try to start doing a little bit more of that um, because I just love seeing. You gonna change up your your handle? Uh, Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I know you're big on the. The, the Instagram handle thing. I mean, yeah. right now we. It's, have, it's your brand. Yeah, I know. I got to figure it out. I mean, I, I can't. I need to get something as catchy as BB the PT. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you can have it because I'm about to switch up to TRT Physio. TRT here, so.
1: Physio. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> officially making the switch, yeah, baby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, no, that's been fun, man.
0: So, um, different uh, topic. If any patients are listening, you'll have to excuse our mess here. We're about to take this place apart in a few days because we're getting turf, yeah, baby.
1: about dang time. Yep. We, put the, we put the order in for this turf, Well, October? Yep. It was, and it's just supply chain issues, delayed it a ton, and then we, we wanted to time it with being able to give all the employees time off, so it worked well with Amy's wedding. So, one of our employees, Amy, shout out, getting married in a week and a half. Yep. Can't wait. Uh, we're going to all be attending that. So, it worked out well. We're all yep. going to be out. Having a great time at her wedding in Tennessee, and in the meantime, turf we come back, mm-hmm. turf's going to be installed.
0: Yeah, so, should so be November. So. It's April. You can you can certainly thank the government for that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another thing, the freaking creatine I, shortage. Have you ordered creatine lately? It, it has Order tripled. Food. You thought gas was bad, dude? <laughs> I went I went to do my my reup uh, my twenty dollars Amazon. It was sixty three dollars. No way. Yeah, so I'm like having wow. to like you know I usually I just I just dry scoop, but I just grab yeah. a spoon. or even like monitor I just get like a big old heap, you know. Yeah. And now I'm having to like ration it out, and I'm basically Actually doing like measure
1: it, oh, make sure it's right. The, <laughs> The worst. The worst, oh, dude. Yeah, it's. Gas. We thought gas was bad. Yeah, actually, I didn't really care realize. about the gas, but now that the creatine shorts happen, I actually I, care now. I haven't had to order any lately, and so um, uh, I didn't know about that until you, you mentioned this, Yeah, so now, I'm, it's now real. I'm curious. I know. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> All right, but
0: so uh, Logan, Logan, thank you again for these yeah. questions, these bullet points. So while we begin a little general here, so priorities for a new grad in six months to two years of
1: practicing. Oh man, yeah. So I just passed out of this window. Finally, it's hard to believe. Two years right? in? yeah, I'm a little, I'm two and a half, almost two and a half now. Mm-hmm. All right, not quite. I guess two, yeah, something a little over two, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It feels like I just started. Um, and so i being in this window. I feel like I can uh, relate to this. Um, I think for me, um, the most important thing for me was finding really good people to be able to ask my questions to, um, and so that's a product of, uh, you know, fortunately being here at Vertex having you and Amy and everybody else that have been practicing for a while and even people who have been practicing more less than I have, you know, you know, being able to talk to Amara, Thomas, uh, you know, Tavi, Sydney, and be able to throw questions out to them um, because you're not going to know everything. That's part of it. And I think you'd probably say even 10 years in, 11 years in, however many years you are, you probably don't feel like you know everything oh, at really? all. So, I mean, having a good system in place of people you can talk to and ask questions to. So, I mean, I still do that now. Now, but that was important to me when I was figuring out where I wanted to work obviously um, but I think as a new grad if you are truly a, like on an island that's gonna be tough um, mm-hmm. so finding some some either mentorship a little bit or um, even people in my class I got people in my class that I would you know got um, out shout to Brian Kilberg a good buddy of mine from PT school um, Brian and I are always talking about like patient cases or like different things like hey have you seen this diagnosis before um, mm-hmm. you know what kind of you know what kind of things did you look for what was on your differential list when you when you had that person come in um, little things like like that um, so that was the biggest thing for me is making sure I have and had a network in place so that way I was able to get help when I needed it mm-hmm. for sure and
0: I, I'm, I'm trying to think back to my path too because I know for me I, I trail school I worked in a high-volume clinic and you know I know I kind of I kind of bash on that model a lot but the silver lining about that was I got I got a ton of reps in yeah you know, and I was averaging so 18 a day and I know there's plenty of our colleagues at C30 a day so but but I there's there was at least Nothing that I haven't at least seen at some point. Now granted I might not have been given the best quality care like I feel like I do now. Um, but but I at least saw a lot of things and then for me I feel like that was something that I that I probably needed, right? Uh because I certainly didn't have the mentorship um at that particular location. Everybody's so damn busy just running around putting out fires all day. Right. And uh, you know, I look at I look at our Employees uh, that we've had over the years, and a lot of Mm -hmm. them are new grads, and they've all been excellent. And I do think that it is that environment being able to have those mentors there. So I would say, just kind of as I'm talking through this right now, just kind of throwing it out there. I do think I agree with you. The mentorship is probably key. Second thing, though, uh, financial, financials, money-wise, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, that's a day one thing because your initial salary is going to dictate your subsequent salaries. Raises are based usually based on a percentage off the initial and so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. that's huge because PT school ain't getting cheaper. Right? Nope. And, and the reimbursement and, ain't going up. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you really need to know what you're getting into, start looking at that, that stuff, honestly, your first year of PT school and kind of see what reality is because- as my understanding of that there's a lot of schools that are still, you know, selling students. Oh, you can make crazy amount of money right out of school and blah blah. blah but it's just ain't true.
1: No, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's especially, especially yeah. in our market. You shouldn't be getting
0: right, anything yeah. less than hundred fifty thousand dollars. I've heard. <laughs> I saw one quote with that, and that that was just an outpatient ortho setting. Not that even like, gracious. yeah, it's wild. But.
1: Yeah, um, no, that's that's rough. Yeah, I think that's one thing I. I I missed, I guess, a little bit, um, and I'm okay with having missed it for, to some extent, like you said, it <laughs> from a Silver Line perspective. Um, not only did I not be in a high – I wasn't in a high-volume clinic, but when I got started um, very soon after COVID started, and so patient volume was down anyway. And we didn't have to mm-hmm. close, but, I mean, every day I might have two people, you mm-hmm. know? Right. And so you're looking at it, It's like not only not getting reps – you know, from not seeing a ton of patients in a low volume clinic, but then <laughs> that was you know, <laughs> you know, even more extensive or even more so because of the the pandemic. So For sure. um, during that time, again, that was. Gr- somewhat of a blessing in some ways of where, you know, myself and, and other clinicians, we got to practice a bunch of things mm-hmm. and we got to film a lot of content and we got to do some 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 different things and, and uh, pivot a little bit in certain areas and got to have some experience with telehealth. And so there were some there were obviously some, some good things that came out of that, mm-hmm. but um, I think that would have been uh, it would have been nice to have some more reps early on under uh, under my belt. Um, so there is some silver lining in every situation. But if you don't have that mentorship at your at your job, it's about finding it somewhere.
0: For sure, absolutely, and and, I, and also I think that just identifying what your strengths and weaknesses are because right out of school, even six months out, I don't think anyone really expects you to be an expert and right. really have much of a niche per se at, at that time mm-hmm. and so con- edu- continue education usually it's usually pretty cheap for new grads even for students sure. that kind of thing a lot of times you can negotiate discounts with these companies like that offer student rates a lot of times they'll honor a student rate if you're a year or less out of school so that's a great opportunity just to just try to get as much information as possible while you can while it's a little bit cheaper and just you know figure it out figure out what your niche is and you know for me a person i like to try to just take my patient population What that guy, what my continuing education is, but you might not have that path yet.
1: Yeah, for sure, and that's that's such an interesting thing too. It's like you just got done of like three potentially three plus years of extensive learning, and so you 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 this idea of like I got to go do more school, Mm -hmm. I gotta do more education Um, that can be, uh, you know, I can understand that being tough and also from a financial standpoint, you're finally about to start making a little bit of money and not just accumulating more Mm -hmm. debt and you're gonna have to start paying on loans yet you know, there's this course you want to take that's gonna cost some money too Mm -hmm. and trying to devote that. So I think there's definitely a fine line with like trying to figure that part out because you can't neglect it completely like you mentioned you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, not already be thinking about well how can I keep making myself a little bit better. I do think it's kind of important too to kind of Get into practice and then evaluate what areas you feel like you need help with or, mm-hmm. or areas you feel like more education might be needed because mm-hmm. you know you're coming out of school very much a generalist. You know, you're or if you're in outpatient uh, like we are, you may have had a great orthopedic curriculum, you may not have. You may have had a great ortho rotation in school, you may not have. So, you, you get into that. that field in that area in that arena and now you're starting to practice a little bit it's just taking note of like okay what things do i feel comfortable with what patients or diagnoses do i not feel comfortable with how do i address those holes in my game Mm -hmm. and like you mentioned the con ed there's so many things out there Mm -hmm. so it's also i i think not even i want to say networking but Talking to those same kind of mentor type people about what courses they have taken and what and what they've gotten benefit from. A lot of times, I'm asking you, like, "Hey, you, I know I saw I saw you took this course a couple years ago. What did you think of it? Did you mm-hmm. get something out of it? How much did it contribute to your practice now?" Right. Um, because there are so many different options out there, um, and and so like just add, you know trying to get as much information as you can so you can make an educated decision, especially mm-hmm. early on when your financials won't let you take every course for sure. Uh, you want to be a savvy consumer. Yeah, want to so, be a savvy
0: consumer, and you, you want to save that money, so that's why I use MedBridge. Yeah, did you know? <laughs> Did you know that MedBridge sponsors this podcast, <laughs> and you can get 175 dollars off your annual subscription using the discount code Better Faster Pod. <laughs> right. so
1: maybe, you don't, want, you, maybe, maybe you don't want
0: to travel, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't want maybe travel. you don't want a plane ticket. Yeah, gas is expensive. Already right? talked yep. about that, right? Meal, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Too. Just do it from the comfort of your home on your own time. Boom. Better best Faster Pod.
1: they offer. Yes. Yes. 175 off. That is, yep. That is awesome. No yep. Only the best away. for our listeners. Yeah. Only the best. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> another great segue. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think the first six months out, you know, you do need to just practice for a little bit. You can't, you know, and, and and see where those holes are. You may have already identified some of those and maybe you do have some con ed stuff already in mind. That's great. And if you're ready to take it ready, you know, that's good, but it's okay to practice a little bit and then identify those holes. And then the key is that's the rest of your career. You're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what areas you need to improve on, then find those courses or that education to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that never ends. That's not just the first two years of your practice. Oh, yeah. um, but, the the white belt mentality. Exactly. Yeah. It's yep. always the light
0: belt mentality. Yeah. And uh, Logan didn't mention on this. I was looking for, see if he talked talk about residencies. I just feel like it's such a hot topic that comes up a lot. Yeah. But um, again, I'm, I'm not a fan of residencies in this field. I, yeah. I, just, I just can't justify taking a pay cut in an already expensive, profession or you know expensive degree that you're not getting necessarily you know compensated for uh, to that right. amount and 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 agreeing to take some mentorship that you may or may not get depending on the attitude of the people that right for sure. are underneath you know
1: yeah yeah you know and and um, that is I can understand the appeal of it of course like we especially if you really do want to be the best in your field like I can understand why you may want to do that I think if you can find great mentorship through your network or through your new position and that kind of thing. You may not have to do a formal residency. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you know, I, I, I feel super lucky getting here, Amy went through a residency, you know, you've been a residency mentor for people. run, you know, have people do residency with you. you yeah, and I and, and I and I taught more people out of doing the residency yeah, exactly. than I actually doing it. <laughs> and, 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 but, but you know what, having that that experience from you and from, from Amy having gone through it too, like I feel like I've gotten a residency level education in the past couple of years just from being able to get you know talk with you you guys to your I mean, Amy's basically, you know, sent me a, a million different articles. to Look at mm-hmm. how she does different things. I mean, she basically created a con Ed program kind of for us, a continuing yep. Ed thing for our company. And so the, uh, you know, you can get that mentorship without an official residency. It's yep. just about seeking that out and knowing what you want, not settling for anything else. One
0: hundred percent. I feel like I always, I always feel like this profession, a lot of the sales people in here, whether it's con Ed stuff or residencies, it's, it's just like karate when you are a kid. It's like, it's like you know, uh, take my take my weekend course and you're going to learn all the secrets for the next level, yeah. the next level, the next level, and, and and this is from people that have actually never been in a fight before, and a lot yeah. of times it's from academics that haven't been treated in a clinic in 10 years, you know, that's the analogy I always like to use.
1: No. Um,
0: so, speaking of, we talked about the white belt mentality, let's talk about imposter syndrome, so we got two bullet points here, we got how to cope with imposter syndrome, and then can imposter syndrome be healthy, slash drive optimal preparation and performance, or bad because it's based out of fear. So I think first place is, you know, let's maybe talk briefly about what imposter syndrome is. You know, maybe yeah. it's, a, it's a case where you, you feel like you either don't belong but you feel like you're underqualified in certain yeah. situations. And, you know, maybe everybody else around you is better, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, more experienced, so on and so forth. So any initial thoughts about that at all? Man,
1: I, this is, I, I can relate to this 100%. And I think of just our situation you and me like when somebody early on especially i get somebody on my schedule the the fact of the thought in my mind of like they're seeing me when they could be seeing brandon and his experience that low, in my mind early on in my career that was that was tough to grasp where i'm like dang you know like i'm brand new at this i'm still learning so much heck i'm learning from the guy in the room over but it could just be on his schedule that was hard early on i'm not gonna lie about that you know because it's you know i'm I'm thinking like am i because you know you hopefully are thinking you just want the best for this patient and so you then start to question like am i the one to give them the best there you know especially when you're right next to these experienced clinicians who you have a ton of respect for and you know are great at their job and you've seen their outcomes for years you're thinking like jeez am i ready for this can i do that so i get i Get that feeling. Um, I think for for me. The way that that's improved, I'd be lying, I'd say it's completely, like, that doesn't still happen a little bit, is reps and having good outcomes and, and just trusting in your your education and the mentorship aspect of it. Trust that, you know, you, this person, you can get this person better. You have the skills necessary for it. I mean, I think it's it still lingers. It's still there. But I think over time, it, it will get better, um, especially if you... Um, You know, if you see those those good outcomes happening, Um, and in the meantime, it's a fake it till you make it world sometimes. And so, it's a lot of it is like if you breathe that confidence into your patient, Mm -hmm. and they can tell that number one you care about them, number two you're really trying your best, and they can tell number three um, they can tell that you are you know you know, if you don't know something, you're willing to admit you don't know something, and you're willing mm-hmm. to find out the answer there. And they, and if you can create that belief that they're going to get better, um, that's the biggest part of it anyway, for sure. So, so, you know, there's so many different skills and things that you can do while you're still learning more the X's and O's, I call them like the actual part of being a clinician, those, those, those relationship skills and the communication skills and the creating a great rapport with the patient, you can start that immediately and you mm-hmm. can do a great job there. And that influences outcomes as much or more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that was one thing i Tried to leverage early on was just really focusing on creating great relationships with the patients because I knew the clinical stuff was going to come. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with all this point. I think you brought up a lot of good things there. And I think there's a, there's a quote, as Socrates said, the only thing that makes me smarter than you is that I know I'm not. And, you know, like, I've, been, I've, been doing, I'm old. I've been doing this 10, 11 years now. And I, there are still plenty of days where I, I, I feel like, you know, imposter doing this thing. When people come in on familiar cases, you know, they've seen other colleagues, so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I think that if you prioritize, Establishing that rapport, building that relationship, everything else is going to go smoothly because it's—it's it's really just having a strong foundation of principles. i are saying that principles are few, methods are many, and you know that's why I like I've I've always seen that people who have either had experience in the service industry like being a, mm-hmm. a bartender you know being a waiter waitress things like that people that have had experience doing personal training coaching working with mm-hmm. the public good variety of people having these conversations easy and hard ones. they tend to do way better than the dorks and the nerds in the clinic that can you know mm-hmm. cite tons of art cite, cite articles but can't actually put in their practical application and then uh just to you know he, he mentioned can it be healthy or can it be bad i i, I that makes me think about the, the inverted U theory, mm-hmm. you know, the optimal zone of arousal that we talk about with athletics and sports mm-hmm. psychology things like that yeah i definitely think that um if you're if you're too relaxed and you're too comfortable then you're not hungry anymore right you kind of you kind of you lose that that feeling that got you to the dance right That probably yeah, got yeah. you into PC school got you mm-hmm. through it, that sort of thing and on the other side yeah of course there's plenty of examples of people get uh paralyzed by fear right for different mm-hmm. reasons right so i do think that that's a highly individual thing i think that anxiety can certainly be a useful thing i mean i think you know it's it's honestly it's a survival mechanism right if yeah, it yeah. Happens, that then we'd be in a lot of trouble yeah. so but it is about finding that healthy amount and having to deal with it how to cope with it and things of that nature and you know for me how to cope with it i, I don't really I, I think you just you just have to keep moving right i don't think you can stop you just have to keep going i feel like everything's constantly moving a million yeah. miles an hour around me and and in, in, i don't really take the time to think about okay you know it, it, and I, I guess i'm trying to I'm, I'm basically putting imposter syndrome and anxiety kind of in the same category but i think that they can go hand in hand i just yeah, i just have to push through it you know i really I think everybody has outlets outside of work which is also a healthy way to get through that whether that's exercise sports hobbies things like that but for me it's just it's just dealing with it you know
1: yeah you know? for sure for sure and i think um i I, liked, I i'm with you on kind of the can it be healthy part of it um you know it's if it continues, if you leverage it in a way where it can drives you to continue to improve yourself for the sake of your patients, then it's definitely healthy there. Yep. Um, and, and that's the way I kind of look at it. I try to look at it like that because like I, I'm still, it's not it's not a competition especially since we're on the same team but I'm so looking forward to the day where so many people are calling in and they're requesting only me and I have to convince them to see you. <laughs> I think that, is the, that is the day I'm waiting for. <laughs> hey,
0: so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going <laughs> That's never gonna happen, by the way. But um, you know what?
1: So yeah. you have a we're getting, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep trying until I like, get there. Uh-huh. Um,
0: I'm gonna give you a practical example. of One other point you, you had talked about, you had mentioned um, something about like energy, putting out confidence, things like yeah. that. So, practical example, I use this all the time. So, I, I, I love following politics of, of all kinds, right? So, back during the the, the 2016 um, campaign, right, when all the Republicans were up on the stage, um, Jeb Bush was talking. He had a strong campaign, like he was in front and around that time, yeah, for sure, and Trump. Looked at him and said, "Jeb, you got low energy." And two days later, he was he had dropped out, right? Because that stuff is so important, energy right? Is- people, people pick up on that and they feed that right and that will make or break your session. So I think that if, you know, you are trying to figure out where to start with all this stuff. I know Chris Johnson had mentioned, you know, Mm PT could benefit from taking an improv class. And I think his point point with that is because you have to learn how to have real conversations, how to bounce ideas back and forth, not have these awkward silences and pauses. Mm -hmm. Body language. 80% of communication is body language, that kind of thing. And I think I'm deviating a lot from what his original thing was, but I do think it goes hand in hand. And I think that if you can put out confidence you know, uh, we had Fitzgerald on not too long ago. Yeah. He's talking about watch your thoughts, think positive thoughts and how important that yeah. is. Right? If you're constantly thinking negative, worst case scenario, then things are going to turn out bad. And yeah. I think the opposite is true as well.
1: For sure. I, I think the I'll, I'll kind of sum, sum up my thoughts here, too, of of looking at each. There's two ways to go about this in terms of, like, there's, say there's a case, you know, because you're going to have cases that come on your schedule, people that come on your schedule with, with some listed diagnosis or some referral for something where you're like, what the crap was that? Was that like, I don't like, what am I going to do with this person or something? There's going to be something that comes out. Like I've never seen that before. And you can almost look at two things. You can get worried about that. Be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I can see that person. I don't know if I'm the right person. You know, is there someone else that's got availability? Can I slide them over to that person? Cause I'm all right. Or you can look at it as a, a, a new challenge mm-hmm. and a chance for growth for, for you in your practice. And, and so when we're talking about, you know, the, you know how we can leverage this and be a good thing. You know that's what I've tried to take that mindset of. There's something that comes on my caseload that maybe I haven't seen a whole lot of. Which in, in a couple of years of practice with again COVID in there, there's a lot of things that still come up where I'm like I haven't seen a ton of those mm-hmm. in my career. And yep. so I, you know, but each time I'm trying to take that mindset of like this is a chance for me to figure out how to do this one or how, you know, what's going to be best for this one. And so if I see that, then that's when I'm going to go to mentors of mine to ask maybe their experience, maybe they've seen it more. I'm going to hit, you know, articles that I know are relevant to the topic. I'm going to focus on, you know, really making sure, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bringing energy to that session. I'm exuding confidence with it. Not that I'm, I'm truly just, you know, BS in the person, but like being confident, being direct, making a great conversation with the person, showing that I'm so excited that they are here and I'm going to really work to help them get better. Mm-hmm. And, and if you take that mindset of if you, if you there are going to be those cases. And if you take that mindset of like, this is a, a, an awesome new challenge that I get to work through, then I think that's going to help continue to your, your growth. Oh yeah. And then that will happen less and less because you won't see so many new, new cases as you the
0: right. so, plus, I mean, human beings, we need struggle. That's how we get yeah, better. That's yeah. how we ride, right? There's that saying that um yeah. hard times create strong men, yeah. easy times create weak men. I, yeah. I do believe that's true. I think that when you get too comfortable, too complacent, then you start to suck. Yeah. And, and that carries over into things
1: outside of work, too. 100%. Them, so. I just want everybody on this podcast, though, to take note of this episode. I don't know what number it is, where Brandon said it will not happen, <laughs> but I want you to take notes so that way sometime, <laughs> maybe five, ten years from now, we're on this dang podcast, or maybe we won't put any episodes out anymore. But I'm going to come back and get a special episode saying I had patients call this week that wanted to only see me and I'd convince them to see my colleague Brandon because he's also good.
0: No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's going to be like, hey guys, oh, I'm sorry, Brandon passed away.
1: Oh
0: <laughs> <And my laughs> so now I'm seeing his patients. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: It's all right, it's all right, man.
1: Challenge accepted, baby. Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> Logan, thanks, man. So again, we, this, this, this puke bag, this vomit bag. I know, I love this. Uh, waste so, right so, so, across the middle. So we have, we have, we have got at least 10 more bullet points so i are going to get to them um this is great man I, this is always, always a good uh, reflection exercise so i enjoy doing these kinds of yep. things so if you haven't already make sure you hit the like button subscribe to the podcast if you got something from this tell your friends or family maybe give us a, a share or something like that on the instagram and be sure to check all those links in the show notes we got a ton of growing affiliates and sponsors so make sure you take advantage of that this is better faster podcast we're out
1: This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialists. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.